Clear thinking by Shane Parrish. No one ever taught us how to think, but thinking and decision making is somewhat the most important tool we should have, even if you are a professional or if you are a businesswoman or if you are just breathing. I think that really means you have to do some level of thinking to be alive and to be survive. We think decision making is all about big decisions. Before we start more into the detail, I'll start with two stories or two incidents. First about Andrew Carnegie, maybe you know from Napoleon Hill books and all that. He's a legendary billionaire. So when he was on a junior or inexperienced person, he was working in Pennsylvania Railroad. And one of the day, his boss was leave and the bad truck wrecked there and gridlocked the system. Like the whole railroad was gridlocked by bad trucks. So people were waiting for a decision and boss is not available. So Carnegie is in charge. So he think about multiple options and he give one message in his boss name, burn the cars burn the cargo cars because taking it out is more expensive and more opportunity cost is there. So best decision for that time was burn the car. When his boss come next day and he learn about that incident, he used the same in, same approach for future scenario. He learned from Carnegie even though he is a junior or Carnegie is working under him, he used that scenario. That is, one decision, keep that in mind. We'll talk about another scenario which happened in 1986 when Ronald Reagan was president and NASA was trying to send its US space shuttle, Challenger. And they were planning to make that happen when Ronald Reagan was addressing the union. They was doing his union address, they want to, but that day, because there was an engineering team available there. So engineer Morton told that that day the temperature is not sufficient enough for O-ring to work. So the temperature, the cold is having a difficulty there. But the political and the leadership was not able to engage because they want that to happen because Ronald Reagan, there was a political importance for a space mission. So at last they overruled the suggestions or the, the engineer, the contractor engineer, Mr. Morton. And you know the history. After 73 seconds after launching, US Space Challenger just exploded. So that was also a decision. You remember the famous, uh, we have one summary in our book earlier about the same. So uh, Richard Feynman would come with a bottle of water, a glass of water with O-ring and explain that scenario at all. So that's how the decision making. So we come across with lot of different, different opportunities for decision making. So we need somehow a guidance or some approach of thinking. And there are a lot of biases and noises in our thinking. So Shane Parrish is like grateful to have teachers like Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, 
you don't know him he is uh, he is also a partner for Warren Buffett and also Daniel Kahneman if you famously known as uh, like who won the Nobel prize in economics and all so Shane Parrish was been learned from all these mentors so based on those experience and on in his research he compiled it in a book clear thinking let's get started so part 1 enemies of clear thinking so rationality or being rational is somehow we feel that that's very critical important things for decision making but we are predictably irrational if you read the behavior like economics and all you understand that. so first we have to train to the moment because there are a lot of automatic responses we have first of all like say someone encroach near home at say at late night there is an automated response and also like if you're driving on a highway someone just pass the track which is you feel like it is not supposed to do at all you have a default scenario maybe you'll use your abuse words and all this maybe you, you, the other person will not hear it but you'll just shout inside the car right so there are a lot of emotional defaults and also uh first of all there are emotional default is somewhere where like instead of having rationality we somehow rely on emotions to decide that's what daniel kahneman's behavioral economics is all based on the same so for example if you are sleep deprived if you are hungry if you are fatigued then that is something like an opportunity for emotion to take when you are angry people used to tell you should not make a decision when you are sleep deprived the same usually even the angriness if brene brown book and all if you are angry or being angry somehow an expression of helplessness so that's about emotional default emotionally we are hardwired to respond like then there is ego appearing and showing more than what we are like for example if you want to understand whether you are an ego default one example is that like even somebody come and tell you one example you will simply tell because it is not coming from someone higher is someone lower than you in hierarchy we feel like that's not supposed to be taken that's one part of it. but if you really want to understand if you have an ego default there is something like what you are and what you want to show to the outside community so if that is not something real if you are faking it you are going to put tremendous energy on what you are a simple example to understand for example if you are going to a social event if you feel so much fatigue by just going there you are not doing any hard work you are just going to that lot of people you are going in together to the lot of people but you are losing lot of energy that simply means that your whole biology chemistry and physics of your body is trying to pop up and projecting something which you really not are if you really what you are then just be relaxed and stay there but if it, that is not the case you are putting too much energy on every incidental scenario to present you to other people okay this is me this is me every interaction every transaction is happening like that so that's about ego deep 
then social default is another one social default is something like we somehow fit to the conformity of a decision like for example if you want to decide on something we always try to decide faster when that is everybody is doing that like okay for example if everybody is taking home loan to build a home then you think that that is better to do than not taking the loan or similar happening to marriage and all other scenarios and all. we try to fit it in social default even though you you may be marrying the most wonderful person in the world maybe that's not ending there maybe you you take it for granted like so that's about that conformity we may we made somehow underperform if you think that if we stand out or if we become different approach okay if all the company old ceos done approach in one way and you are trying to suggest another way you you will have a persistence from social conformity telling that you are trying to avoid there may be a chance for failure and you are rebelling against that then inertial default inertia if you know the newton's law and all you know that an ops is an op, uh, an object will stay on its st- status until and unless some force has been applied so here there is a status quo inertia default telling that there is a status quo in your life maybe if you are working you are working day and like there is the status quo is the least resistance position so if you are going to change a total culture in a in a in an office or in a company that you are going to change the status quo of that so that is why people are complacent we are people are in comfort zone also like they just do it to do they don't want to take the next level they don't want to put more effort to your work to over performance so there is a status quo default or initial de- inertia default that is making us to take decision if there is some decision which can improve your career if there is some say something to study or something that will change the status quo of your life you have to spend too much time on studying that one and all these things that is making you inertia default okay stay where you are don't have to disturb the status quo these are the four enemies of clear thinking part two building strength we understand the enemies now now we have to build strength ourselves so it has multiple part first of all self accountability complain not don't have to complain about the incidents or scenarios or something don't have to blame on others you have to take accountability of that scenario that is the first input to build strength second thing is about self knowledge to understand your strengths and weaknesses you have to know your vulnerabilities and all these things so you understand where you are coming from that will give you an exposure to go to people which you don't know you understand this is my strength you can put more efforts on that self control like everybody naturally we have our own fears and desires that will always come into in between the decision making so if you have a strength enough to master your fears and desires that is somehow like another way if you call it it's like a discipline or self self confidence 
trusting your abilities the point is that here confidence self confidence and arrogance is almost almost staying somewhere close confidence self confidence is somehow you are sure that you can do it so that is something which allows someone to just quit a job and then finding a company because their self confidence on themselves that okay i can do this but the same self confidence if you if you start a company and you think that okay i i am the only person who make all the decision whatever i am doing i am right you may lose clients you may lose your employees and all so there is a small fraction of trigger between this confidence self confidence and arrogance and third thing to build strength is to set standard like raising your standard because one day shin parish come to a remote location when he was working in intelligence agency and all he tried to explain a scenario to a remote office and people were listening and one time after some time one guy one manager i think he's the leader over there he just told shane okay stop then he stand up uh, before doing that he told shane if you don't really know what you are telling you should not speak first of all you should understand what you are telling that's important that's something about communication but what he tried to do is that he stand up and he explain the same thing what shane was explaining but in a different later on shane go and meet this guy this uh, manager and he told that we have a standard i'm trying to put you in that was a that was a lesson but another similar example was happening like when shane was working one of his subordinate colleague maybe this incident is relatable to lot of you if you are working as a manager or someone lot of people will make some document or some reports or something and send you for review and uh, same thing happened for shane also he sent a report draft report to shane and telling that uh, for your review and approval but shane understand that this is not at all acceptable he has to work too much he has to put too much effort to make it correct he was thinking what should i do because there was something about exemplars and so shane was too much explain about henry kissinger so kissinger was having explained similar scenario when he was working in uh, administration and all one guy come and tell you this is the report then kissinger ask a question is this the best effort or best uh, report you can make is this the best you have then that guy think about it and he take out the report and make the work on it and submit again and that time kissinger ask again is this the best you in your report then he doubt again he go back and the third day he submitted the report that time when kissinger asked him is this the best he told me yes then kissinger look at it and it was good same thing what he applied to his subordinate as well and it worked as well. so building strength is some way like internally building strength building strength to the outside team members and building such a level of trust confidence transparency and standards inside the company wherever you are putting your decision making even if you are a ceo or a line manager or a supervisor part three about managing weakness in uss benfold michael abfrock was the head of that uh, that ship military ship and he was feeling like the There was a lot of conflict happening inside the ship. 
among the communities between sailors and the crew members and he tried to understand what is the situation and uh, he tried to understand the what is the root cause and all then he, he find out or he pulled out he make it a conclusion to one topic which is where a food is being served in the ship and at some point in time like all the normal sailors they were be just in the queue but the higher officers came they will just not stand in the queue they go directly and get the food and come back it looks very normal because that was a social default in that ship but that was affecting a lot of because if you remember our earlier book talking about boarding in uh, through the economy and all we have a book earlier about the same so you will you will understand our earlier book summary about scarcity brain is explaining the same so the point is what he tried to do michael abshaw he one day he just go to the last of the queue and waited behind the last person in the sailor and the guy who was taking care of this one he told to general you should go to the front he told no he did not take his suggestion he stay there and he waited and he take all the people and he take the food as normal that was somehow an example for the other people to understand their weakness that is his trying and that really improved the scenario so overcoming weakness the part 3 about managing weakness once you build the strength you have to manage the weakness of the scenario weakness in the environment as well. like you don't have to be like rabbits which always look for each and everything the situation it is not the situation for because rabbits are always being vigilant of each and every scenario but sure they should have a safeguards avoid decision making as we mentioned in unfavorable circumstances like hungry angry because even the, the alcoholic community was trying to tell that h a l t hungry angry lonely and tired when you are having the urge to get the alcoholic drink just think are you hungry are you angry are you lonely or are you tired if you get an answer to any of this attend that one instead of going to get your bottle of alcohol that was the thing so replace another point is that a uh, daniel kahneman famously told to shane that best way to just change a habit is not something like a will power or something instead put a rule on it like for example uh, i recently come across a diet which was telling the same like we have we have to drink one day protein carbohydrate that is maybe a simple thing but kahneman was trying to tell is that when someone call for an appointment over the fall of phone i mean he will tell he will not tell yes go over calling to get a decision over the phone kahneman rule is not to tell yes so he will tell okay let me think about it and get back to you and similar thing if you have a, if you have a bad habit of drinking sugar or something you put a rule okay i will only drink or eat chocolates on wednesday example so that rule can somehow survive more than something like an ethical standard or anything a will power or something will power normally require constant decision making but environment like for example if you if you are not a good reader 
it's better you go and include in a book club that environment will take you or understand the book club. or for example if you are watching lot of book summaries and all like what we are doing so somehow that environment is creating like you all people subscriber over there is creating an environment for us to make a summary next week even though some days maybe it is not that much comfortable or inertia default or complacency may be there but there is a rule you should put a video per week if that rule is going to work then it should be happening so that's the thing so food ordering also like same thing when you when there is a problem on on a particular scenario like there is a waiter and there is a chef and a line when there is a problem you should first try to understand like what michael abshroff was trying to do so there will be some people who can best understand the situation then fix the environment based on that sometime maybe the food customer is unhappy either maybe the food is bad or maybe the way it is served is bad but if you want to understand about food best person to check is chef but if you understand about how the service is bad then check that so that's the thing also there are multiple other ways as well like checklist if you follow like checklists are everywhere especially in aeronautical industries and all where pilots use everywhere even the projects and other things we will have some checklist where we will make sure that there will be some standard operating procedure so people will try to stick it it is not something like they like it or don't like if there is a rule okay follow the checklist before you start the engine of the aeroplane then that that will work even lot of testing procedure everything will have such a checklist so managing weakness lot of ideas lot of safeguards something about rules something about discipline think about it i hope you can improvise further on part 4 clear thinking in action during vietnam war or after vietnam war jim collins the famous writer who write good to great he got an he got a chance to interview admiral or colonel stockdale he asked me ask him what was the the thing which make you survive or what what makes the prisoners there survived in the vietnam prison and who are the people who perished so stockdale explained the people who perished was the people who has faith maybe it's a counterintuitive topic so what he mean is that they will tell that okay we will get out from prison in christmas then they will tell okay we will get out the uh, in the easter then they will tell thanksgiving then christmas so after some years they will lose the faith and that faith itself is coming back to them and they will lose their hope and then they will but instead whoever sustain whoever survives stockdale is telling they understand that okay they are in a problem they are in a prison that is real a more realistic experience decision making and called their role realism to understand the realistic scenario and then take it further from there so that's people who survive so when the stakes are low you can act fast because if you do some if somebody come for a decision or if you're subordinate if doing it is not going to take much stakes much impact like what andrew carnegie was doing in the beginning like 
burn the cars that opportunity cost is more better than just stopping the railroads for 3 days but if stakes are high that is going to take a big impact on the thing then you have to think it in other you have to act slow so the first action in clear thinking is to define the problem you have to define what is the problem then only you can understand because the point is that for example aspca a dog welfare in united states they used to find that there are 3 million dogs was being just give up to the shelters by their owners 3 million dogs was put so they were found that only 1.4 million dogs were getting in other 1 million was getting out they were not getting shelters so normally if you want to make a decision on this one what will you do maybe we will straight away think that okay all other shelters i'm telling they will think that okay maybe we need more shelters or we may need uh, more more places to improve and such thing but one one entity one of the shelter in los angeles i believe they think it in another way they try to make a different approach whenever there is an owner trying to give their pet dog to the shelter they give an option would you like to keep your dog would you prefer to keep it and around 30 to 40 percentage of the people tell yes most of the time the reason why they are leaving their dog is because they are not able to manage the expenses of their food or any other things so it is always more feasible for even the aspc and this because taking care of the dog spending money to the owner and just some giving some dividends or like some support financial support to the owner is better than keeping it is less cheaper economically as well if it is with the owner than in the shelter and in another way the dogs are getting shelters and also the owners are having the pet so the root cause when they try to find the root cause what is the root cause why this millions of dogs are getting out the reason was that the owner was not able to manage there may be multiple reason but if you cure that reason then that problem is solved otherwise if you keep giving to the shelters more and more dogs will be there some dogs will be still out that is not going to solve the real problem so you have to you have to think about outside or try to think deep on it if you remember our books in our summary about bezos blueprint in amazon meeting when they start a meeting before the meeting around half of the time if it is a one hour meeting around half an hour people will sit there silently looking at the reports they will not talk in they have to somehow digest and don't make to act fast they have to think slowly and understand all the perspectives everything every possible scenarios then only they talk and that you can see the result in the company the most customer centric company in the world amazon and even in the book shane paris is telling it is better to two meetings when you are making decision making instead of one meeting one meeting to get all the ideas second meeting to make decision i'm i'm sure you will not get a luxury to make such two mis- two meetings for every time but if there is such an opportunity you should make use of that so that people will not be hurry to a decision they will try to contribute conflicting ideas 
and that will give you different approaches different understanding of the principle and you can do that we'll end up with a, a, a famous quote from kirkgard it is telling that life can be only understood when we look backward but we have to look to live you have to live forward you cannot live backward you have to live forward but to understand the life you have to look backwards like what steve jobs tell you can only connect the dots by looking backwards so more more on the thinking in action we are much optimistic when doing the decision making we don't want to be pessimistic that is somehow our failure of decision making we don't go to bad outcome bad outcome principle people always think that bad they are bad problems but the problem is that people always think that they should not have problems they don't want to they they pray to not have problems or something like that. they don't take it like problem is part and parcel of life so somehow if they don't like the problem so somehow the best decision making happen when you enjoy it it is ironical maybe but the point is that you have to enjoy that problem to understand and deal with it we feel less problem on that because if people tell that joshua wolf the famous venture capitalist used to tell that failure come to the people who fail to imagine the failure so even the it is not happening to small one or two people or ceos or even the united states of america the military intelligence or military department they do the same thing in united states they are done same in afghanistan they started a war there it stay for more than two decades i believe and it was problem was basically a short term they were not thinking about a long term perspective to solve it or not expecting any failure or anything like that is why all this military projects what they done or invasion not not in a bad way i mean what because there is no reason to invade afghanistan to iraq and syria and all these people just they have their own reason and that got flowed also but the point is not about that politics point is about the same military department failed to understand what is next then what all such things was not not available so there is something like a second level principle when you make a decision you should try to understand then what at expense of what such thing compare to what also if you come across a solution to a problem or a decision making you come across two x or y a binary this one or that one then most probably your decision making exercise is not complete most of the scenarios binary is not try to find a third option that one part of the thing but there is another thinking approach by integrative thinking a famous author roger martin we have a book in our channel new way to think by roger martin so shane parish quoted uh, roger martin telling that integrated thinking is like combining both combining x and y maybe you come across a, a solution to a problem as we can do this or we can do this why don't you think it together okay we can do this like we can reduce or we can increase the profit 
and we can increase the employee this is an example actually so there will be sometime two contrasting opinions or binary option you try to fit or you are forced to choose one among them but that's not actually decision making that is simply a choosing you are doing an action to choose that's not decision so evaluate the options Shane Parrish when he was managing his company he gave his company three options for decision making he told that there is some decisions you can do yourself you don't have to come to me there are some decisions where you can think about it but then you can give me okay we are going to decide like you can inform and third level there is some decisions shane want himself to take okay, i will only take it then that procedure was happening but somehow shane that that process was not that role was not working then shane went to his mentor and tell that okay i implemented this in my company but it looked like it is not working so the mentor asked shane do you know what is really important for you or what what you value most so initially shane told yes i inform my team i i, I told them what is important but then that mentor asked again do you really know what important for you? you know yourself what is important until and unless you don't know what is important for you you cannot communicate that to your team and you cannot understand which one you want to take decision if you don't understand you cannot tell that to the team and if the team don't understand which is important for you they somehow end up everything in level 3 which you want to take this so that whole procedure will get collapsed so that's the point also when you try to understand the root cause also because george marshall and doing the air force pacific world of time the air force in the pacific area the pilot was reluctant to fly george marshall was trying to understand why because he wanted the most efficient uh, to try to go in a next level decision making or try to understand what so you want to get the information from the ground because what is getting as information is that the pilots are not interested to fly but what really i got an answer was that the the the, the mechanics who work at late night they have to work with lights and the insects and mosquitoes will come at night and that is creating malaria and all because of the malaria being infected to the to the mechanics the pilots who drive that flight the coming days they are not interested to fly that air flight like aeroplanes because of that reason so that was the main reason the pilots are telling they are not interested to fly so if you solve the mosquito problem you will get the pilots that somehow the you will not think it directly when you when you understand the pilots are not interested to fly you will think that maybe they are fearful or they are having political issues or they have some other pressures or something like so there should be two way to get information on a scenario first one is high fidelity high five principle you should get it to the close from the close to the source like what george marshall done he get it to the source from where the issue is happening you capture it from there then he understand like what that dog welfare team was trying to understand from where this issue is happening 
the moment when the owners of the dogs were not able to manage a dog as the member of their family they are giving it up that's one part of the thing there is another thing called as i mentioned high ex principle or high expert what we come across earlier like chef and line cook if you have a problem with the food then it's it's not good to ask the waiter it's good to go to the kitchen and then ask the chef or chef will be knowing better than someone else because he has access to a lot of people wow how it is happening so the source is there the food is cooking from the cooking stove there is a problem but if something is on the service then that's another so that's a point even leonardo da vinci used to mention about this high ex principle because lot of the time you are not supposed to be expert on all the topics you are supposed to ask support from the people to get this the support and so is still that i have to find an expert in hydraulics to understand hydraulic obviously so feel free to get consultancy get expertise or learn from other people it is not necessary you have to go to a person like you can learn from the history from the books and all this but try to take that expertise knowledge high fidelity source and consultancy and best practices but best practices and standards as i mentioned it may somehow fit into that social default so don't take it for granted standards are not something like something above like that it is an average thing what is being done by social best practices but still that is useful as a starting point learn from your decisions when decision is happening focus on the process than outcome because you always have an opportunity to learn whether you were right or wrong and feel free to enjoy being wrong in think again the book by adam grant he explained how much excited was daniel kahneman when he explained a topic and after a seminar kahneman come to adam grant as telling okay i was excited to feel that okay i was wrong so feel free to excite and learn from being wrong but it doesn't mean that you have to always just do something to get wrong but the point is that you should make a decision making in some way there should be some transparency in that that will be appreciated by the whole community everybody even charles dickens has a famous character in ebenezer scrooge is telling that that character is getting visited by three spirits by past present and future they are giving him an opportunity to understand the past his present and future but the good thing was that when the scourge was getting an opportunity to see the future he asked for a second chance and correct so for sure you have to think now based on your past experience but looking at the future future is not really going to be certain that is the characteristics of future so that's somehow a conclusion of the book if you like to read similar thinking approach we have we would like to add the books here new way to think feel free to check out that book also it is something by roger martin by rothman school he's a thinker number 1 by thinker 50 and all and he is the book is by harvard business until we come across by next book feel free to enjoy our book
please do support us with subscriptions and all if you really find value in our summaries and all until then bye for now